<coughs> oh, sorry. Uh, <coughs> oh, coronavirus. Coronavirus. Um, uh, east of Adam West. <coughs> <coughs> Fuck me sideways. Okay. We should do that as the intro. Yeah. Welcome to <coughs> your death. Um, oh, okay. Let's try it then. You're right. You seem really knackered, it's, man. I'm just tired. I'm just tired. It's like, all right, this is the weird thing. I did look up symptoms of coronavirus, and yeah. one is a dry, persistent cough check another one is a permanent feeling of tiredness check the other one is just sweeping fevers no i don't have that what i've got is a cold hymen um i mean the first sorry let me let me just explain that his name is anthony hymen i don't have a cold hymen i'm not a botched post-op yeah anyway sorry you're gonna have to leave that in or cut that out buddy one or t'other um i was about to say the first two symptoms basically describe parenthood (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 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 there is that as well. well. He's been away for the past two days. He's been at his grandparents because, like, the preschool he goes to, they've got scarlet fever outbreak or something like that. And they're like, oh, kids get sick all the time. Yeah, but you've told me that you're a breeding ground for this sickness. Why would I send my child there? So he's just spent a couple of days at his grandparents. I love the idea, like, scarlet fever is going to, like, back in mad. <laughs> we have the proper fever. Someone get the me a mint tulip stat. <laughs> Uh, my child has now got the botulism. Boy, I said boy, I said boy. <laughs> Hi, you're listening to East of Adam West, uh, the breeding ground of the coronavirus, as it turns out. How are you today, Ant? I'm okay, actually. I'm a lot better than you are doing. I don't know, it's just intermittent coughing fits. And then that's the thing, because we are, uh, <coughs> because we are in the throes of like, you know, <laughs> I can't talk because it's like this tickling cough at the back of my throat. Because we're like in the throes of Corona fever, everyone's panicking madly. Oh my God. It's, I, I tried to go to Costco last week. Actually, yeah. I tried to go to Costco this weekend on a Sunday of oh, all times. Oh, you fucking idiot. I know, madness. But I thought I'd go there at opening time. Yeah. Because even if other people were there, you would join it's the a massive store. Well, it's a massive store and once you get in, it will thin. Yeah. But what I didn't take into consideration is they're all going for one thing and one thing over. Only. The snacks. Toilet paper. Oh. For some reason, toilet paper is like gold, you know? Yeah, I've heard that. I am fully... Ex- I, you know, I'm tempted, highly tempted to just start going up to counters to pay for things and when they tell me the bill, I'm just going to break off little <laughs> little pieces of toilet paper and say, like, keep the change. <laughs> and if I'm feeling really, you know, toilet paper crazy, just start, like, flicking it towards them, like, making it rain, but making it rain toilet paper. Like, you know that, that uh, Andrex puppy advert when the dog's, like, running away with it? It's like, I, I'd imagine there are a lot of people at Costco that look at that advert and start crying because they just don't have that toilet paper. That fucking dog is gonna die. I love the idea of now millionaires basically dressing up like mummies with the <laughs> toilet paper... Wrapped oh, yeah, around yeah. and go like, oh, I'm a millionaire. I the craze of I setting fire to your money to show your wealth is over. Now people are just like, you know, dripping themselves and having uh, 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 toilet paper fights just to, they're TPing each other just to show their, <laughs> their sheer wealth and opulence. Uh, yeah, so how anyway, was it how was end? what? Costco? It's yeah. fucking horrible. 
It was um we we got there and uh we stupidly thought mm, this is a good place to have a family outing. So not only did I go, we. but my partner and my son were there as well. And I essentially said to her, "Find a dark corner and find shelter. I'll find you. I'll find you." And then I went deep into the beating heart of consumerism that was the toilet paper aisle. I abandoned my trolley very quickly. Yeah. And I was just like sliding between them, a la the Matrix. You know, but instead of bullet time, it was really just angry gesticulation of Costco customers trying to push their way forward. And me, I've been slimmer, but I just managed to get through the cracks, eventually got there and just started parading my way back with this toilet paper over my head like a conquering hero. It was like I was walking a prize pig down the aisles (laughs) and I managed to get there and just sail away. Slow yeah, clap. Exactly. Everyone. Well, everyone wa- yeah. Exactly. Sir. Mm. Well mm. done, conquering mm. hero. Mm. 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 But the thing is, like, everyone was getting really angry, and they had to have like a store clerk there, just screaming out, "There is a limitation of one roll of toilet paper per customer." And you got people with trolleys laden with this shit. And then when they got to the tills, they were getting turned back, and they were trying to make deals with people behind them that didn't come for toilet paper, going like, oh, "Can you can you buy the toilet paper, and then I'll pay you for it, and you can give it to me outside when they're not looking?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, this is ridiculous!" And then I paid for all of this, and Liz is like, "Oh, I actually want to get some whole milk. Can you can you go back in there?" It's like, "No, you you could not pay <laughs> me enough to go back into the beating heart of hell." It just it just sounds like your partner basically turned around and like, "I enjoyed you being scratched at. Please go." Back back into the line but this is ridiculous the coronavirus is it's like excuse me (coughs) oh my god it hurts anyway so the coronavirus is on par with the flu it's got a three percent you know what you know what i've learned from the coronavirus i've learned that it's got a three percent mortality rate i've learned it is transmitted much like the flu and i've learned that i love touching my face I cannot stop touching my face knowing that i'm not supposed to touch my face has highlighted exactly how much I touch my face. I can't help it. I don't know if it's a subconscious thing. It's my forehead, my eyes, my nose, stroke my chin. I just love it. Oh, I just touch tactile. It's just a great thing to touch. Anyway, I'm going to be dead soon. But, I mean, like, if it's transmitted from human to human... Well, it's not. It's the, the whole point of the coronavirus is that they uh, came from wild animals, and it's a, it, yeah, it's a virus it, that can, like, jump species. But, it, yeah, but we're not exactly... Kissing a bat or a civet or well, something. Well, that's the point. The Chinese were. They're going around yeah, eating anything that fucking moves. Yeah, but I'm saying now, in the West, it's transmitted from human to human. Oh, yeah. It's too late. So the, what's... Yeah. <laughs> this is like that game on mobiles, Plague Inc. or whatever it's called. That is pretty much exactly how the world is going to end. And it's not going to be that coronavirus. If anything, it's going to thin the population. And frankly, it needs thinning. Is that saying we're all too fat? No. It's... <laughs> It's a granny fucker, basically. Oh, okay. <laughs> it will kill the elderly. The young, the children I mean, seem to be pretty much immune to it. Otherwise, you've got people in their mid-30s to 40s. They're like, you'll get it and you'll be sick for a while. But it, the people that will suffer most will be the elderly. But, you know, 17,000 people a year die in England alone from the flu. So, 
This one is That's pretty right. much going to be the I same. I want a homegrown disease to kill me. Well, like, yeah, exactly. None of these foreign diseases. Yeah. I want the best of yeah. British flu, thank oh, you. Oh, you don't have any natural uh, animals that kill you in your country. You're like, yeah. what type of country are you, well, history-wise? Exactly. Oh, well, we have a homegrown flu, Well, we had the we had the common sense of killing off our dangerous wild animals many hundreds of years ago. Anyway, cool. Right, so this week we are taking a turn for the... (coughs) To the diseased! To the weird, which actually works out quite well. I mean, we've delayed the uh, uh, podcast episode by a week, and my manga... For legal reasons. Yeah, my manga is focused on this nihilistic future where humanity is on the brink. And that's pretty much what everyone's hyping up the coronavirus to be. So it's kind of well-timed. Kind of well-timed. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, you can thank me for that. Yeah, cheers, buddy. You are ever, ever, ever loving and ever giving. Um, all right, cool. So, taking a turn to the weird, I have I was trawling through all the manga I own and going onto the internet and just trying to find weird manga. What a really... What are really good examples of this? Weird is quite an open forum. It is, but at the same time, weird, creepy, there's lots of different things it can fall into, but I could not help but get bombarded by tentacle porn after tentacle porn example was given to me as Japanese weird storyline. And the the, the thing is, the storylines were really good, but they all just boil down to the sexual frustration of one young man who managed to get some kind of power over women. Quick question on that. When you were reading... They were oppressed people was the answer. No, 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 no. When you were reading them initially, like, first few pages and you were kind of getting into it, and then it goes straight into tentacle porn. Was it like, oh, you took a left turn in the middle of the story, or, oh, I just didn't quite get, this is always tentacle porn in the first few pages, and this is just how tentacle porn always starts off. Nice and veneer. Well, I always look at like the, the, the taglines to see what the focus of the story is going to be. And the Japanese term for uh, 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 perverted stuff is etchy. Um, and it, it, it kind of hints towards like a naughty storyline. You might say a bit of booby. Um, you're going to see a lot of crotch. And it's usually very young girls. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the Japanese. They like them young. But... That's the thing. It doesn't bombard you straight away, but inevitably you get lulled into this false sense of security where you think, "Oh, this is a perfectly pliable, perfectly reasonable storyline. I'm enjoying this." Oh wait, there you go. It's porn. Um, and <laughs> there's a lot of it out there. But hold on, I'm just trying to find because I sent out a list of possible stories or possible mangas that I could cover, um, and thankfully the one I was interested in wasn't on the list. Uh, Anthony basically vetoed it. Um, so I had to go back and think harder. So what have we got here? Okay, so I managed to find every when I was really searching for weird comics that I could do They were all either too short or effectively some kinds of Japanese Softcore porn. So the only safe one that I could find in the original suggestions was something called the female fridge number one (laughs) <laughs> the story was a woman wakes up one day and discovers she's been turned into a fridge and somehow she's in her boyfriend's apartment. And I tried reading it, but it was literally six pages long. But that sounds brilliant. I want to know more about that. It's kind of hard to talk about it for six pages. Here's a brief synopsis. She wakes up one day as a fridge. She finds she's in her boyfriend's apartment. He plugs her cable in 
and she gets sexually excited from that. Then he's about to open her up and put like his groceries inside her and she gets really turned on by it. And then he does it and she effectively ejaculates and the fridge falls on top of him and that's the end of the story. So even though there's no tentacles, the Japanese have somehow managed to squeeze porn into it. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. it. I love it. That sounds so good. I need to know more. It's it, that's it. There is no, no more. I want to know more about how you came to that. I like how you read it. How was it? Was it like every page you would kind of turn around and like, what the fuck is next going to be sexualized? No. Oh my god. How did? You, yeah. Okay. Opening the door. That's a sexual thing. Allegory. I didn't stretch it out. I didn't like try and read it. You know, I'm going to turn the page every 30 seconds so that I eventually finish it at the same rate I'd read a normal comic. It was it was just over, and I can't find any other work by that person, and I don't want to because it was really shit. It was like, oh, that's amusing, but it's like a kind of it's it, it was kind of like reading one of those uh, 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 panel comics in yeah, Far Side or Garfield or something like that. We yeah. get four panels, just like oh, the funniest page. Only so it was an idea. It was only an idea creepy. stretched out over six pages. All right, more. There's more. So another one I found was Orange in brackets my balls a demon queen is prophesied to destroy the world thankfully she is sealed inside a young human's testicles before she can do any damage can her minions release her and of course every episode you get some new sexy succubus or something like that trying to make him come fucking hell that's a brilliant idea (laughs) I read the whole thing anyway so stop it stop it you're you're making the you're making you might make Jack away anyway so another one this one's on the nose masturbation master Kurosawa Kakaru has only one talent jacking off after relieving himself on the clothes of bullies, he is blackmailed by a girl into dispensing his white justice on other girls that she hates. Oh my god, that's so brilliant! <laughs> oh, and there was one other weird one that I tried reading. It was just like, actually, this is a pretty good comic, and there was nothing weird about it. It's just like, this is just cool. One called uh, Dora Hedoro. Um, Due to a magic attack, Cayman has a lizard head with no memory. With the help of a friend, he embarks on a quest of biting the heads of magic users to find the one responsible for his disturbing new life. And I tried reading it thinking like, so what, he bites off their heads and then he somehow like sucks up their life or he gets to experience their life from eating them? Much as many other Japanese comics have done. It's like, no, he's got a lizard's head, but if he opens his mouth, you can see his human's head like halfway down his throat so he bites their heads just so he can look at their faces and go nope that's not him (laughs) (laughs) it's weird oh it's got that weird kind of like tax tax man type thing nope that's not you nope that's not you like yeah yeah. alright but uh, ultimately ultimately I settled on this comic called 14 I'm quite glad that I found it it's bizarre I can't even find that much stuff about I tried to do some research to find out about it on internet and I just couldn't I just couldn't get anything. I got I got to find electronic copies of it. I got a very brief Wikipedia page describing it, but I couldn't get many details. Anyway, it ran from I think 1990 to 1995. It's written by this guy called Kazuo Umezu and I think it's a science fiction horror. I think it's a science fiction horror. It's, it's got to be. It's the weirdest thing I've ever read. It takes place in this like dystopic future where humanity is on the brink. They've got this very Trumpian attitude to their place in the world. It's very Old Testament Bible. Man shall have dominance over the earth 
and it's interpreted as you can do what the fuck you want to it because you're like the alpha, you're the apex, yeah? You're the apex predator, you're at the top. So the planet's suffering from it. Uh, you've got this overpopulation of humanity across uh, the world and there's a running out, there's a shortage of food. But thankfully the Japanese have come up with a solution. They've started um, like making this genetically modified chicken meat, chicken breast, that they can mass produce and churn out and it is feeding uh, the humans so this hunger crisis is over. Anyway, one lump of chicken flesh uh, from the chicken meat growing factory transforms into this super mutant chicken <laughs> and the first sign of it is the scientist in like charge of that particular batch sees this lump of chicken meat and it's like got a defect because there's like a human eyeball growing out of it and rather than go ew that's gross and throw it away he thinks huh i'm gonna cultivate this and see where it goes so he, he takes it out and he puts it in this kind of like uh, you know, like the the Bacta tanks in Star Wars, yeah. where like, yeah, someone's injured and it kind of promotes healing. So he puts them in some so kind of saline solution like that. It's the same chicken breast with an eye that yeah. basically grows and grows. It's yeah. not like they take samples from it and then no, no, no. It's things. literally oh, there's a chicken breast piece of chicken breast. This with is an the eye egg we're gonna yeah. grow into the chicken yeah. thing. I mean, the, the the science is loose weave. Loose weave, yeah. But anyway, so it's not like a stem cell. Yeah. It's just it's fucking lump of chicken breast. Anyway, so it's got an eye on it, and he puts it in this like cell nourishing saline solution, uh, and it, it it grows and it grows and it grows, and it turns into this weird human chimera, like head of a chicken, body of a man, and it starts off a bit like uh, it, it's stupid yeah it, it can barely control itself and it just sits there like staring at the scientists and the scientists are like I have no idea what you are but I can't I, I must find out where you came from it's like well you know where you came from it's a lump of chicken breast and this chicken eventually escapes the chicken factory ends in a, up in at, a grand way or just kind of nope doors open well it's really weird because like the, the scientist is just hiding this chicken mutant in his lab and other scientists know he's up to something and they want to find out and he pretends to incinerate the remains of this chicken mutant so no one can see it and someone actually eventually manages to sneak a peek at the head and they're like oh my god but he kills them and then he he, he gets like the this chicken mutant out through like the trash or something like that and the chicken takes refuge in the scientist's apartment and starts reading through the internet and reading like encyclopedias to soak up all human knowledge at this superhuman rate and it becomes at the chicken rate a chicken genius and when it learns about humanity and it can speak it starts talking to the scientists and declares itself as being chicken george i mean that is the name of our new ruler chicken george so <laughs> i, I want to i actually want to know is that the translation or is that the name the Japanese writer actually I had for know. that? I don't know. I can't. I can't read kanji. It's just Chicken George is the yeah. name of it. What well, the thing is, it's like it's got it's got heavy American influences. It's got this kind of American president Trumpian esque. It's like this weird blend between Obama and Trump, whereby America's number one. We can do it. Yeah, uh, is, believe you in yourself, but at the same time, we're better than all of you. Is it? What you said it was ninety, so maybe it was a uh, like Reagan esque. 
Possibly, yeah, possibly. It's just yeah. the, the, the the most recent two presidents or power figures that I can think of yeah. that would embody this president character are those two. And is he a major character in this, or is he just in the background? Oh, he's yeah, he's a major character, but that's the point. Because America's a heavy influence, I do solidly believe that George probably is the name of this translated chicken. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, so... Chicken Jojo! So, Chicken George has is, is, is declared himself as, like, this is my name, this is the persona I'm taking on, and he effectively goes on a mission to take revenge on humanity for ruining the planet. But it's not just him. The planet seems to be striking back as well. You assume that that Chicken George is the agent of chaos that the world has somehow managed to introduce to yeah. the human society to make it down, destroy itself from Human's within. hubris has got too big and it's taking revenge on it. But yeah. humanity's already striking... No, sorry, uh, the planet's already striking back. It's like introduced this weird disease that's turning newborn babies green. And oh my God, like the reaction of parents when they see them is just like, oh my God, it's not my child, kill it. Like, you know, the Spartans, yeah. any sign of a defect thrown it off a cliff you know just keep the genetic stockpile pure um so like it's really grim watching parents disown their children or kill them <laughs> it's horrible but it's a weird so, comic so it's, it's a it's in color as well no 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 it's pure black and white okay it's black and it's white just, comic again like most japanese comics are There's no no the, i'm saying you said the, the 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 babies are green so they just oh no it's it. the only yeah. they literally say they make a big point of saying oh my god it's green, green hair oh my god it's got green skin yeah this is dystopic future set in like the year 2200 humans <laughs> rule don't care about the planet uh you've got this trump-like president putting humans first uh the government controls everything uh, the media controls the government. It's like a puppet of a higher power. There's a prophecy from a fortune teller at the beginning of the comic that says it will all end at 14. So you don't know oh, if so it's, it's like... Oh, so it's like a like an Ides of March type feel Kind of, it. yeah. So the comic is called 14, and I think that's linked to the prophecy. You don't know if it's going to end in 14 years' time. You don't know if it's like the chicken is the 14th chicken. Or the 14th <laughs> issue when it gets cancelled. I don't know. I've only read about 50 comics, you know, uh, 50 episodes. There's about 300 and something. Um, no! But yeah, I, I, it's just, I'm, I'm trying to read through it. It's... I'll get to it in a minute. It's not a good comic. So genetically <laughs> modified food, chicken from Japan. Humans are now living because they're eating this chicken meat to 150 years old. So I don't know what is in this chicken meat, but it's it's, it's prolonging. It's chicken George. Yeah, his cousins. Oh my god, it's 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 weird. It's bizarre. What this comic is, it's collected really bad tropes, really bad stock ideas, and it's just pumped them into this comic. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. It's a decompressed comic. I had to go and like go and research this. It's a decompressed comic. So in other words, instead of trying to sum everything up on a page, the point that you're trying to make, it will spend about twenty panels doing the same thing over and over. What, oh my god, he, he's picking up some rubbish. Let's do it from a different shot. Let's do it in a different way. Or someone's trying to say, oh my god, my baby's green. They will not say it in one sentence. The same thing is like going on and on and on about four times. Oh my god, my baby's green. What are you trying to say? The baby's green? Yes, the baby is very green. How green? Very green. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, There's no like, need. They is that like just like soap acting? Yes. Perfect analogy. It feels very much like a terribly bad like El Dorado episode or something. And that that, 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 that really ruins the pace of the comic. So you've got to really 
get this kind of testicular fortitude to just power your way through and just get to something good. It's also, it's a doorstopper. The entire saga is over 4,000 pages long, right? So it is a long read. But do, does it have like, like, are you following Chicken George or are you following the world? Does it flip between... I don't know. <laughs> I've read 50 episodes and at the moment it's focusing mainly on Chicken George, but like an entire, like about two comics were focused on the president saying humanity is amazing and oh my god the babies are green so <laughs> nothing much happened beyond those episodes it just took that long to get that very simple message across um it's 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 got these like the president as well is like he's this ham character he's this big american ham of a man yeah in that he's he's a boy scout he's red white and blue he's like america first america's the best truth and justice white picket fences he is He's a caricature of a character. Yeah. yeah. And it's just... The comic... A, drags. The art is poor. The story is... The story, like, progression is slow. They take ages to explain anything. And the thing just seems to go on and on and on. So, my, my initial reaction would be... Don't go and read it. It's terrible. But, but the thing is... But, yeah. The story is so fucking weird and bizarre and you eventually get these shots of just like, oh my God, what is going on? That it just, the curiosity factor just keeps you going. It's like there's this weird, this weird pull that keeps you reading it even though you know this is shit. It's like a guilty pleasure of a comic. Like watching, like watching Love Island or something like that. It's like, you know you shouldn't, but for some reason when you start it, you can't stop watching it, even though you know it's effectively trash. But this one, I can't work out what's good about it. So It's just pulling me in more and more. So when you started reading it, is it a type of a, a binge comic that you, you, by the time you turn around, you realize you read 30 comics and you kind of go like, fuck, where did the time go? I should not read this. And then you step away and then you kind of go like, actually, I want to know more well, type thing. Or, or is it like I read three and then I took a break and then I read another three? It's more like your latter option. It's I, it, it, I can't read it for lengths at a time. A, because the pacing is just, it makes my mind numb. And B, it just gets really weird and I have to sit down and digest what I've actually learnt. I don't know what to say about it. Read it, have a go at it. It's it's a queer story. It's bizarre. Are you glad that I picked weird from last week? I'm read? glad that it's been introduced to me. I just don't know if I want to find other examples of this bizarre. But but are comic. you are you now thinking I want to read more weird comics? No. <laughs> No, I want to go back to a, like a, Same. a, a linear storyline I can understand. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, I actually I do want to read this now. It's got that. It's got this feeling of. Um, I think this is the only comic where you're actually like that. Sounds. I, I've got to know what it is. I don't know what it is yet. The description doesn't do it justice because it's so bizarre. I don't think words can really explain it. You just was, have to look at it. I was going to say I don't think if it has a Wikipedia thing where you could just read the story beats, mm. it would do any justice. It would, no, it would just be and then this and then yeah. this and then this and, and then like, the sausage no. turns up. It's like what? It's it's offbeat. It's weird. It's like bad jazz <laughs> you don't know what's bad. coming next bad. is it going to be a trumpet is bad it... jazz I yeah. love that perfect summary <laughs> alright cool um, so 
what, what are people for us? What's so, the situation? I was really excited because you said last time that you were going to do My Monkey's Name is Agatha or whatever no, it is. No, I was originally going to do My Monkey... Sorry. I was originally going to do My Monkey's Name is Jennifer. Yeah. But after rereading it, I loved it. I, I rem I reminded me why I'm going to do it. And in my mind, when I was we were going to do it, I was thinking this is such an interesting, offbeat, narrative tale. But whilst trying to make notes for it, I couldn't do it justice. Mm. I kept finding an angle into it. And it's, it's a great book because it flits between third and first narrative. The art is really, really raw. So what do you mean third and first narrative? Do you mean it's like the third and first person in terms of the narrator's talking yes. and then it could have... Right, okay. Perspective on how <coughs> the story... Sometimes it'll be from on one page. It'll be like from the third perspective to the first perspective. Yeah, yeah. And the the main character in it is this monkey named Jennifer. Mm. And it's not an anthropomorphized monkey. It's just... It's literally a monkey. I'm literally a monkey. But it has weird things happen. Like in the first story arc, uh, the the girl who... The young, the young girl who has this monkey named Jennifer lives in a normal home like that just happens to have a pet who is the monkey Jennifer and you're not yeah this is weird why would you have a monkey as a pet type thing mm. um, she gets kidnapped by a villain like a, a, a like a master villain type thing and again like but the monkey is an anthropomorphized it's not going to save it it's just basically she was sitting on a swing the monkey's going like why is the swing not moving someone push me someone push me <laughs> I fucking hate the. I hate you humans. I hate you. Okay. Like that. And the kid gets snatched. And you're thinking, but this is just a monkey. We've got a basic understanding of what it can do. But it gets swept up in it. In the, in the adventure. But it's not an adventure story. Because the monkey is almost reluctant. But. So wait, who, got, who gets snatched? A child gets snatched. The, and the child. Monkey's the there. child. Yeah. All right. But the monkey's not the child. The monkey's just tagging along for... The, the monkey is just her pet. Oh, okay. Why has she got a pet monkey? You don't get into it. It's oh. just the parents got a pet monkey. Okay. I mean, I, I, I've got in my head an image of uh, Clint Eastwood's masterwork, Every Which Way But Loose. Yes. It's got... <laughs> it, you know, like, like it, it's In a sense, it's got that type of... Uh, George? No. Who... who uh, what was the name of the, the, the monkey from Any Which Way But Loose? Oh, I don't know. I was, I was just yeah. being flippant. But, <laughs> no, but it's got that type of feel. Like, the monkey doesn't have a lot of agency, and yet it still does stuff, and we kind of go like, yeah, the monkey punched that person out, type yeah. thing. Or the monkey just does a, like, <laughs> at the person. You kind of go like, yeah, it's like human type thing. But it's not. It's just doing what monkeys do. Okay, right. Or orangutans. Do you find it's, like, used for comic effect of cutting through serious matter? Or no. it's just like, no. I just wanted to write a comic involving a monkey. I think so. Uh, but nonetheless, I couldn't find a good way to properly describe it. I mean, if they could properly it. describe it and say it's the heartwalking tale of one man and his monkey, then I'd be all over that because that sounds like exactly what's missing from my life. But it just sounds like a really weird story that just happens to have a monkey in there. And has somehow been made the titular character, but it's just unjustified. But, I mean, in the later issues... They end up on a pirate ship, an actual pirate ship, <laughs> and it's like the We've kid, got pirate monkeys. Yeah, and and no, and the and the kid is kind of oblivious, going like, "We're on a pirate ship," and the monkey's kind of going like, "Why are we at sea? What the fuck is happening?" Uh. 
type thing. And it's like the the story doesn't go into it any more than go like it just is. So does the monkey do monkey oh, I guess things? we are actually talking about my monkey's name is Jennifer now. As oh yeah, to... sorry, we're not even doing that one. It doesn't matter. We'll, we'll get into it. We can go into it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can't remember. No, 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 no. It's fine. I, I, I'll go into it. We've, you, you, you've dragged it out of me. That's the point of this. Actually, you've got to drag parts of it out of me <coughs> of why I liked it. But the art, the art is so raw. It's very kind of rough drawn hewn. It's uh, like etched, etched feel to it. It's raw. It's like it's black and white, and it's raw. It's got the solid uh, paneling. So it goes from beat to beat to beat to beat to beat mm. on pages. And yet within the pages, it's so roughly drawn that it just adds a kind of weird scattered movement to characters. Okay. It's, it's interesting. And the humour in it. The humour in it is very, 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 very dry. Like, you wouldn't even call it a humour book until you look back on it and go like, that's actually quite amusing. Because they make a point of um, uh, Jennifer, like, she's a monkey, she's got claws. And they make a, a point, like she's playing with the girl and the parents come in and go like, do we get a declawed? And then they do a flashback to her climbing on uh, uh, drapes. And then they go like, yeah, we need to do that. And they go like, oh, thank God we got a spade or like whatever thing. And, go like, and then it cuts to her having sex with a Hello Kitty toy. And you go like, yes, we can never talk about the Miss Kitty incident anymore. Type thing. And it's going like, this is just a monkey. Yeah. And it, then it flits to her her, her perspective. We're going to like, when I get my claws back. Oh, you'll be sorry. You'll be sorry. Type thing. Oh, so it's a vengeful monkey. But It's but like it, the worst kind of monkey. But it, doesn't, but it doesn't even go into it any deeper than that. Like, it doesn't have a plan. It's just going to, like, when I get my claws back, then I'll scratch. Okay, so Don't it's like think. a humorous little, like, side note. Comment. Yeah. But it's all part of the narrative. So the monkey can talk or think, at least, in human. Yeah. Slightly. But it's, you've got, like, kind of bits and bobs of it. Because it's mainly... Uh, what you see on the page it's the I say with the art is very raw yet you can see facial reactions to stuff so does the monkey do like monkey like actions like uh, get really angry and start screaming and climbing up things or ripping people's faces off or throwing shit at things it doesn't throw any shit at people I mean I did bring this I'm up earlier I'm sorry it doesn't throw any shit at people mm. but well, yeah, it doesn't throw any shit. <laughs> but you get little things like humans interacting with it. Like they're in a crowd and someone steps on its foot and it goes fucking bizarre. Ape shit? Yeah, it goes fucking <laughs> ape shit. But it's little things like that. Like there is a weird kind of physics to the book that every once in a while it'll destroy that and go away from it. And then it'll come back to it. But it, it, it all feels natural I mean it sounds like an incoherent jumble of a story it is an incoherent jumble as I said in the second comic the the young girl who's got the monkey whose mm. name is Jennifer who's actually a boy monkey it's just the girl dresses it up as a girl oh okay because when you said spade I'm like you know when you get something spade it doesn't remove its sexual activity and you only spay a female so you got it like oh, neutered well, or neutered that's the yeah, one yeah. sorry neutered, oh, neutered so it. he had his bald calf well yeah they did something to a it a eunuch monkey <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's it. You can probably understand why it's so angry a lot. Yeah. It doesn't recognise this wearing yeah. a, a, a a female type attire. Where are my balls, Jennifer? <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. It's just. I mean, like, I don't know what this artist did afterwards. I don't know what he wrote after it or before it. It just this book came out of nowhere. I was I was in a comic market and I was just flicking through. Looking through, um, so it's like a flea market find. Yeah, a... it's a flea market find, and it's brilliant. It's why I enjoy the form of comic books because you can find anything. This is a random tale. This could be anything. This could be a self-published thing. I think it was published. It was brought together by Slave Labor Graphics. Again, another. Just <laughs> that name. <laughs> what Slave Labor? Well, yeah, graphics. of course. It's bizarre. All right, fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess so because they did Johnny the Homicidal Maniac and uh, <laughs> so it's a quirky line. Yeah, do you remember Invader Zim? Yeah, the guy. Uh, that's the guy who wrote Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Oh, okay. Uh, it's his. It's very much in the vein of this is dark, weird. So and if... that's slave labor graphics. They do dark gothic weirdness. Okay, so if this comic is an incoherent jumble, which is not necessarily a tagline that's going to sell what is it that other than being weird and just an untapped story resource what is it that's the pull why 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 take a look at it well to be honest if you know. if you name if you name a comic my monkey's name is Jennifer that is the first thing that You've jumped got me yeah. that's that certainly i tell you that got me to pause that got me to pull it out of the box and put it on my maybe pile. Okay. Nonetheless, what are we doing next week? <laughs> um, do you want to do a, a manoir? I do actually. Or do, you want, or do you want to do another weird? Or do you want to do comedy? Or I want to do no, leave weird for a while. But I do want to do a <laughs> manoir. I either want to do got a high school, or I want to do the gamer. Either way. It's effectively what's a central a thing. God-like power is the main character, and it's them exploring a world they didn't know existed. So this is the one set in the uh, digital environment thing. No, no, no it's not. It, it's like That's... it's like a kind of sh- you know what was you know the Marquis de Caribou, your favorite character. The, Mar- the Marquis de Caribou. Where is he from? Neverwhere. Neverwhere, and that was like this kind of dark reality almost that existed a in world the shadows world. of the world. Yeah. yeah, that's what the gamer is. Okay, I can find something like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, that sounds good. If we survive, of course. I mean, we could have just been plucked off by the coronavirus at any time. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, what the coronavirus doesn't understand is we've got Chicken George on our side. Chicken George! <laughs> Yeah, that, and it assumes that we will actually be socialising in an environment where other people might pass on their germs, and that's not going to happen anytime no, soon, is we're, it? No, we're only going to actually interact with the outside world through podcasts. Yes. Yeah, until it, until the illness gets digitised, we're relatively safe. Um, cool. Thanks for listening. Um, Good luck on, editing. We're on yeah. We're on a, a I, I, iTunes podcast now. Apple we're podcasts. on iTunes. Yeah, they 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 they, they uh, approved my submission. So again, yeah, you've just I from, am from parceling this shit out on many different platforms. Again, from an idea of hey Anthony, do you want to go do a podcast about comics and we'll see how it goes? To we have audiences to meet. We have metrics to it's meet. Not even that, I I liken 
I liken the You've shit got... we're peddling to the urban legend of people putting razor blades in apples and putting them into Halloween candy boxes. Razor blades of knowledge! People assume that they're getting a good podcast and then they get cut. <laughs> anyway, cool. Thanks for listening, guys. Goodbye from iTunes. We've That'll definitely get us kicked off. Uh-oh. <laughs> cool. See you later. Bye. Ciao.